I'm trying to find out the history of the blonde you've brought along. She's a girl from Chicago I used to know. Princess from Chicago. Things aren't always what they seem. Bobby Dan. Lots of people pass all the time. It's easy for a Negro to pass for white. I'm not sure it'd be so simple for a white person to pass for color. So you haven't ever thought to? What? You ever thought of passing? No, why should I? Now I have everything I've ever wanted. This is my husband, John Bellew. Does he know? But you dislike Negroes, Mr. Bellew. No, 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 not at all. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever thought of what you'd do if John found out? I'd do what I want more than anything right now. I'd come up here to live. With you. You think they'd be satisfied being white? Who's satisfied being anything? We're all of us passing for something or other. Monday. It is January 10th, and the crew from Black versus the Board of Education is in the building. Um, really quickly, before we go into it, we are going to be discussing the movie Passing. Uh, it was on Netflix. I believe it came out in November. And Sam, you already have your hand up, and I don't know why, but I'm going to come to you right quick in a second. Um, but we're going to be discussing this movie uh, y'all wanted to see it. Uh, I had heard of it, did not want to see it, but y'all made me watch it. So I'm going to be coming to you with your takes, your hot topics on it. Um, but before we get started, I need to let you know who's in the building. I don't know if I said my name. I'm Miss Laureen, and I'm the hostess with the mostest, the moderator of the crew. And I'm going to pass it to Melissa. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Melissa, and I'm a 15-year-old sophomore in the Southern California area and super excited about this conversation today. Perfect, Miss Jada. Hey y'all, it's back. I'm back. Hi, I'm Jada, and I am a junior in the Sacramento area, and I'm so glad to be back. Samuel. Hello, I am Samuel. I am back in my room in my house and in Georgia. Oh wow. Um, I'm 11. <laughs> I'm in fifth grade. I'm homeschooled and. I have and, a cross in my room. Okay. Well, thank you for letting us know about your cross. I'm sure that's super important to you. And Miss Anaya, go ahead and say what's up. Hey, everyone. My name is Anaya, and I'm currently a junior in high school. All right. Perfect. And I know we are supposed to have a special guest, and if they happen to pop in, we'll go ahead and we'll halt the discussion to uh, welcome them into the space. Um, but right now, y'all wanted to see the movie Passing. So I don't remember whose idea this was. So which one of y'all <laughs> wanted to see, wanted us oh, to talk about this movie? Full responsibility. It was me. Okay. Why you wanted to talk about this movie? What did you, what stuck well, out about it? I thought it was an issue that we could really talk about because I don't think we've ever had a discussion about it and how 
how you see I, you don't see a lot of it these days but when i do see it i'm like it kind of like flashes back to the time that i saw this movie and i just thought it was something that we could talk about you know sometimes there will be black people who will try and give themselves that um identification of being white and sometimes you'll see vice versa I, we've all heard of black fishing before but i just thought i wanted to talk about this i don't know i just found it really interesting to talk about okay um there was a lot in this movie um that i didn't care for <laughs> um there was a lot first of all um i don't know who's all seen it i know you guys have but i didn't see that they were able to pass i thought i was looking at two light-skinned black women on on the screen i don't i don't know and i know they did it in black and white um to make it a little bit uh more believable um, but at no time did I ever think that I was looking at two white women on the screen. What say you, Samuel? You shaking your head already? What's going on? Yeah, it it no. But nineteen twenties was weird. People thought different. People have not gone through the same processes, especially white people, because now even well, people that look more white. Uh, uh, that are mixed race, the white people mm -hmm. don't recognize it. But back in the twenties, you just put a little powder on your face, you 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 wear a little hat, a little tilted, cause you wear your hat a little tilted. You put a little make oh powdered makeup, and then you basically yeah, that's it. Cause white people were just they. I don't know what I don't know why I don't know why, but. It just—I don't know why in this movie it was specifically so easy to uh -huh. like pass because it's—it's it's a very difficult. It's very difficult, especially if you're light skinned and not looking. You mean it's white. easy or I'm—I'm I'm confused now. Uh, Melissa, you—you you were saying something. Yeah, I feel like they could have done a much better job with casting because, like, okay. saying we could all tell that they were black. Like what you have pulled up, it was a novel at first. Like, it was mm -hmm. a book at first. So I feel like they could have done a better job with casting because we definitely could tell that they were Black. Um, the full features, you know, the noses, the lips, you know. I just feel like there were definitely features that where we could tell that they were Black. Okay. Um, uh, Anaya, what did you think? Did you think that it was believable? I didn't believe it. Um, I knew that the first lady, she wasn't trying to pass as white. I just had a feeling that I was like, mm, nah, because like I could tell she was black. I could tell her friend was also black. Like it was clear to me. So now I'm wondering, like, if maybe they did that on purpose to show like this is how little you have to do to pass as white. But then at the end of the day, black people can still tell that you're black. Mm. So I don't know if there was like a let's cast these people for that specific reason, or if it was just like like Melissa, like Melissa was saying that they could have done a better job casting, so they would have looked less you know had less of those like prominent black features or if it was just like you know i don't know what they went yeah. through but and and miss Faison, we're gonna get into that because i think you and i had the same take on this movie um so in looking at it so so the movie starts off and you know i'm i'm assuming that i'm gonna see people that are racially ambiguous right um i'm going to see people that I'm not going to have to question, right? In terms of this movie is supposed to be about um, black folks uh, passing 
um, for white. Um, in my opinion, Melissa, or I, I don't know who said it, but in the casting, um, there are plenty of people I feel that they could have gotten um, that may have um, that may have done some, you know, had different features or something like that. But I remember uh, last night, not I remember because it was last night, but last night um, in discussing this movie with my mother-in-law, she was saying, well, why is it that I said that they look like black women to me, that they are not black women, that they are biracial women. And so then we got into this whole discussion about the history of passing, right? And so Again, there are certain things that I think that most Black people can tell about other Black people. First of all, we are uh, not an anomaly as Black people in this country, and I'm meaning American Black people. We understand that we both have the slave masters and the slave uh, blood running through our veins. So a lot of times when we see people like a, a lot of us have, you know, Creole uh, ancestors or folks who identified as Creole from uh, Louisiana. I know my family came from Louisiana, some half of my family. Um, and so when I'm looking at this and I'm looking at these, these women, um, I'm like, man, they look like some of my relatives, right? And so when you guys are looking at it and, and, and you're, you're watching this movie and it's, about, it's supposed to be about passing for white. Now, what do you think was the reason that people chose to pass for white? What's the reason, Jada? I think it was the privilege of it all. I believe that it was um, because, you know, it was obvious that back in the day, black people were going through what it, poverty and police beatings. And I felt like they thought that the white style was a better lifestyle than the life that they were living. Some were satisfied. Some were like, I don't need it. I'm perfectly fine where I'm living. But, you know, others were like, oh, maybe if I just like jump to this other side, see how they're living, you know, maybe get a taste of what they're tasting. I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, I agree. What, what about you, Melissa? Do you have a different opinion? Why did people, what was the, the purpose of passing? I, I think Jada was right. The privilege, you know, you wouldn't have to worry about like the firsthand racism, like to your face, you know, even one of the characters, I don't know if we're going to give away names or whatever, but um you can give away names. We talked okay, about the movie. So, yeah, so Clara's husband was talking now, about. Now, which one is Claire for folks who have not seen it? This okay, is, so is this Claire? Claire is the one is the black woman who was purposefully trying to pass, this who created a, an entire life out of passing for white. Okay. And so her husband was even talking about how he was noticing she was a little darker, and then made n-word jokes and stuff like that, and she laughed about it. So I think. If you are passing as white and you are on the other side, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to deal with that. If he thinks you're white, you don't have to deal with him saying that directly to you. He's saying it about your people, but you're disassociating from your people. So you, you know, you're passing for white. I feel like, like Jada said, it's the privilege to not have to be attached to the things that people are saying, especially during that time, you know, she said poverty, segregation, you know, all of that stuff, you wouldn't have to firsthand deal with it. Anaya, you're shaking your head in agreement. Yes, I completely agree with what, J what, both, with what both Jada and Melissa said about like, just having that privilege and also maybe just them having that relief to where they don't have to deal with that. Um, like they said firsthand, because going back to the scene with her husband I, that kind of like took me back I was like what 
Like I was too stunned to speak when he said that. He was like, no, I don't just not like them. I hate them. And then she laughed about it. And then I was just kind of like, I was taken back because then it's like, well, that kind of becomes internalized racism with when I with and I feel like black people who are trying to pass as white, like they start hating other black people or they or they envy or they were mm. starting to envy black people who are still living the good lifestyle. So I definitely think that it was just to have privilege and to have just better opportunities because you're you simply were just white at that time. And I would like to point out what Melissa said, because she said, like, she said that the Claire was practically building a lifestyle out of it. Whereas when you see Irene at the beginning of the scene, she's just using it to get her family better options, better things. Like, I think she went to go get like a a toy, because I think it was something for her son or whatever. And she went to a store where she knew if she walked in there black, she would have some prejudice some racism put against her, which is why she went as white. And when would she, she asked would car, she have been allowed into the store? I don't think she would have been allowed. Woman. Well, okay. I believe segregation was still going on, yes? Or am I- it's, It appeared that way. That's what and, it appeared. And then how, how you notice that is she always, in, in my opinion, as she was walking into these different spaces, it's always like she was always fearful of being found out, right? And so she she was on edge because she's like, at any moment, somebody is going to recognize that I am not who I am pretending to be. Um, and what were you going to say something, Naya? Or yeah, like can that? I just add it? Also, um, I agree with you, Miss Learning, how she was like trying not to be found out. I also noticed that like she was having her head down in the toy store a lot, covering her face with her hat. And at the beginning, I was like, that's interesting. And then I was like, duh, like, that's why. Because she was trying not to be found out. She was trying to hide. So, like, she often had, like, her head down, you know, speaking very politely, very kindly to the other white people. You know, just trying to stay low. I noticed that. And I yeah. think the hat is because even if she's light-skinned and puts powder on her face and she portrays a white person, she still has black prominent features. So she had to make sure people don't observe her too closely. They'll be like, wait a minute. You you looking a little a little black like yeah yeah black that's why he like kept her hat down and when um when Claire came over to her when they were in like the lobby or whatever when Claire came over to her and recognized her from across the room like you could see her that she was like scared thought that she had been found oh, out. she was about to get up out of there yeah she, she was about to leave yeah she didn't recognize her for a minute she thought it was like a white lady who was like oh she found me out and so she was like wait a minute Claire is that you yeah it's Claire. So I put I'm keeping this on the screen for right now because I wanted to make sure we read through it um, because we it's important that not only do we talk about holding people accountable on this podcast but we educate a little bit too. So passing for white, although anti-miscegenation laws um, outlawing racial intermarriage existed in America as early as 1664, there were no laws preventing or persecuting the rape of enslaved girls or and women. Rapes of slaves was legal encouraging encouraged during slavery to increase slave population for generations enslaved black mothers bore mixed race children who were deemed mulattoes quadroons octoroons or even oh lord hexadecaroons <laughs> based on the percentage of black blood although these mixed race people were often half white or more institutions of hypo descent in the 20th century one drop rule in some particular Southern states classified them as black and therefore inferior, particularly after slavery became a racial caste. So, um, and for those who don't know what the one drop rule is. 
Um, the one drop rule is a social and legal principle of racial classification that was prominent in the 20th century in the United States. It asserted that any person with even one ancestor of black ancestry, one drop of black blood is considered black, Negro or colored in historical terms. It is an example of hypodescent, the automatic assignment of children of mixed union between different socioeconomic or ethnic groups to the group with the lower status, regardless of portion of ancestry in different groups. So again, we can talk about people passing, we can try to act like, oh, well, everybody's biracial, but that is not the system in which was prevalent here in this country. I'm not sure what happened in other countries, never been. Um, but what happened in the United States was they were trying to specifically keep their slave population because they didn't want to get off their butts and work for themselves. And they had to have a classification to put their children into. And we have to have that conversation. Um, and before anybody gets in my comments talking about uh, what is that critical race theory, don't do it. It's history. You, you can look this up like I can look this up. It's called Google. Um, and so we have to be clear when people are passing they are trying to say, well, technically, according to this system, I'm a Negro, but I'm not like those other Negroes, right? And so we have to have that conversation. Go ahead, Melissa, what were you going to say? I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, you're just trying to disassociate, you know, saying you're not like those other Black people. You're trying to disassociate from, from what people see you as on the outside. And then I just wanted to make just come down here real, real quick. It says during the antebellum period, passing as white was a means of escaping slavery. Once they left the plantation, escaped slaves who could pass as white found safety in their perceived whiteness. To pass as white was a was to pass as free. However, once they gained their freedom, most escaped slaves intended to return to blackness. Passing as white was a temporary disguise used to gain freedom. So I just I just wanted to put that out there because this was a it's a real thing, right? This is a real thing that was happening. Um, and in order to specifically talk about it in the right context, we have to know the history of what was going on. So this particular movie, Passing, um, that is available on Netflix. If you have not checked it out, um, you can go ahead and check it out. Um, it became, in my opinion, less about passing. And it turned into like this, convoluted love triangle where everybody preferred this fair-skinned woman over this other black woman so the other one was irene right now irene she wasn't like the rest of them black folks either let's be clear so in this movie irene was married to a doctor irene was a socialite irene was planning parties for those uh black folks of a certain caste or a certain um hierarchy. Uh, I can't think of the word right now. Um, and it was based on the book uh, by the same name, Passing, uh, by, what does it say, Nella, somebody or other? Uh, let me go back over here. Uh, I just want to be clear because I, I want to make sure we get all Nella Larson's book, Passing. Um, it was a 1929 novel. So this lady was married to um, a, a black doctor. She was a fair-skinned woman. She had a maid in her house um, who was a dark-skinned black woman. I mean, you could tell that lady was sick of her too. Um, so I'm just trying to understand um, 
the dynamics of this movie a, a bit more um, because what you had was one one lady who was able to pass when she wanted to, which was uh, Irene, married uh, a doctor, lived pretty good, had a maid, a servant of her own, right? And then on the other hand, you had this lady who embraced passing full-time, married a white man who cannot stand, hates Negroes, Black folks. Um, and so she had to become a caricature of her former self. And when she got dipped her toe back into the Black side of town over in Harlem, um, things got real, real interesting. Um, it says, Miss Faiza says, Irene hated her life, it seemed, and was resistant to having the talk with her boys. She was passing in her own life. And I 100% agreed in that. That is actually part of my notes, uh, Miss Faiza, um, because I, I just was sitting here and um, what made me go grab my notebook was that um, the, the husband, the doctor, uh, uh, doctor man was sitting and he was telling his sons about a lynching that had occurred. Um, and this was after his son had went and was called the N-word. And apparently those conversations were not happening in the home because Irene wanted them to be able to be kids. And so in order for them to be able to be kids and to be happy, as she put it, there were certain things that she wanted to keep from her children. However, they are black children growing up in America. Uh, go ahead, Sam. It just, it's like, yeah, you want them to be kids, but they, your kids cannot be safe if they don't, if they aren't aware of these dangers, if they aren't aware of what is happening to their people and people that look like them. So you can't just hide this from them and expect them to steer clear of all of all lynchings all racist people all of this that comes with being black and just live the happiest life they can without ever experiencing any type of close racism in their lives so you have to you have to teach them so that they're prepared for this situation they're not they're not scrambling and not because you're always going to be afraid, but you need to be aware and alert if if you believe that it's it could possibly happen. So it's just a matter of being aware and vigilant. Right. I, and, and, go ahead, Jada. I agree with educating your children on the things that are happening in the Black community because you can't protect them forever. You need to educate them about this stuff. But I think it was just the way that he would do it, which kind of like made me feel a certain way. Like like they were reading a book and this cow jumped over. A boy got lynched today. I'm like, okay. And then he would like go into detail. And I'm like, we were just reading a little storybook. Like, let's sit down and have an educational talk as a family, not have a happy moment. And then you're just like, you know, a boy got lynched today. Like, I'd be like, what are you doing? Like, let's have a sit down at the dinner table and let's talk about this stuff. But how many times had he tried to bring it up? And he was rebuffed in his attempts to, in, to inform and educate his boys. There are a lot of things that mamas do, and I'm not saying every mom is like this, but we want to protect and nurture our children. But there's part of us that wants to protect them from the outside. So we're going to focus on things that are not normally uh, things that, you know, we want to focus on, right? And so I think that he did it in that time because she wasn't doing it. And is there ever a right or wrong time to inform your children of what's going on? 
Um, his wife obviously did not want to talk about those things. And she said, um, after he was called the N-word, I believe he came in and he wanted to talk to Claire. He didn't ask for his mother, right? And so I, I just, there's something about her that isn't particularly, in my opinion, genuine to her family because it doesn't seem like she's, she's living in the real world. And I, I mean, that's just my opinion. I didn't care for this movie um, because I think that she spent a lot of time trying to put up this front as the perfect family and not like those other Negroes um, that she neglected her responsibility um, to inform her children of what was going on. They are black boys living in America. And these were consistent things happening to black men and boys. Um, I, I think that, you know, there are plenty of stories in history that tell us that black men were not the only ones being lynched. It was black boys, too. I can come up with a couple of them in my mind um, from back in the day. Um, but do do your parents have a responsibility to make sure you know things so that, like Sam said, you can be better prepared to navigate the world around you? Anaya? Yes, I definitely think that your parents do have that responsibility. And going back to the movie, when um, her son got called a dirty N-word, he told his dad on the way home, and he refused to talk to his mom about it. He slammed, he ran upstairs, slammed the door, and wanted to talk to her friend about it. So that just shows a lot of how... Did she even try to go upstairs after him? No, she just asked him, like, what's, what's wrong, honey? Why are you upset? And then he just ran upstairs. And she was kind of like shocked, like, oh, he slammed his door. But I'm like, what do you expect if you didn't have the conversation with your son? Like, he's not going to feel safe talking to you. Like, of course, he's going to feel safer with his father, maybe, compared to if his father was open about having those talks. Yes, maybe it was at, like, it was, no, not maybe. It was at, you know, not a great time when they were just reading, like, a happy storybook. And his dad went to full detail, especially with the younger boy um, at that time, you know. But it's very important because if you don't have the conversations, then it's just imagine if that happens to your child out on the street and your child trusts you less because it's like, why didn't you prepare me for that? Why can't I yeah. feel safe? Because you you weren't with there, you weren't there with me. You know, I didn't feel like I could come back to you and talk about it because maybe if the children felt like their mom had never talked about it, then their mom wouldn't understand. Their mom never went through it. So yeah. Okay, so I want to just come, I, I wrote down a couple of things that she said in the movie. Um, in, one of the things that she said was, you are not to talk about the race problem in my house. She also said, I want them to stay happy. Um, I wish you wouldn't talk to them about all this lynching stuff. Um, she said, there is plenty of time for them to hear about it when they get older. And so, you know, I just, girl, <laughs> like, at, at what point, you know, does she, at what point does her responsibility come in? The race stuff? She's talking about don't talk about the race stuff in this house and going out the house, shape-shifting, being a whole Decepticon. <laughs> like, but you don't, you know, it's going on on the outside. That's why you're dressing up, pretending you're somebody else, but you don't want to come home and be able to be your authentic self. That was just crazy to me. 
And then I, the dad said to her, the sooner they learn what they are up against, the better, uh, the better if you want them to grow up in this country. Um, and I know there were many times in this movie where he was ready to get out of the country. He was ready to go to another country to escape the things that were happening in this country towards Black people. Um, I just found that very, very interesting because again, you have someone who's able to go in and, and assume or avoid their Blackness, yes. Um, and then you have her husband who is a dark-skinned Black fella and she has two dark-skinned Black children. And for in her mind, she can escape Blackness. They cannot. So I, I just, I was, I was increasingly frustrated by her um, inability to see her children the way she knows they're being seen and to prepare them adequately. I think that she failed as a parent um, in that way. Um, it, it's just crazy. Um, they're living in an all black neighborhood and they're not talking about black issues. I just found that really bizarre. But anyway, so we're talking about the movie Passing that's available on Netflix. Um, it's starring uh, Ruth Negga and uh, what's her name? Tessa Thompson. Uh, right, Tessa? Um, uh, I want to add something. I, can, I think I can see it from both perspectives. From the husband's perspective, but also from hers. She's going into the world and she's passing and we talked about, you know, the fear of her, someone finding out that she was black and the fear of what would happen to her as a black woman, as a black person, because she is still black and she knows it. So I feel like she did not do a good job with talking to the kids and she could have and she should have and she should have let her husband do that because, you know, like you said, he could have related more to them as black boys, as dark skinned black boys. So I understand him wanting to they wanted to protect their kids just in different ways. And they should have been able to have a conversation about that without clashing. But we also, but I can also see from her perspective of not wanting to talk about it, even though that was not appropriate when raising black kids, you know, your mm -hmm. kids are black and they should have talked about it. But I also understand her thinking, if you don't talk about it, it won't happen. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that, in in a unrealistic world, it may not happen, but things were happening all around them. Um, and that's why going back to her reconnecting with this person who she thought was about to blow her cover in that white only restaurant, right? Um, and then going up to her suite to talk more freely and this lady, you know, talking about not going in the sun and, you know, having a daughter. We never saw her child. Um, which I thought was very, very interesting. Um, and her child being sent to a boarding school and all these different um, things that were going on in her life, right? Um, and uh, I just, uh, Jada, what's your clip about? What what clip are you trying to show us that you keep talking about? Oh, it was just a clip from the movie when we when they had two girls had went up to the suite and the okay, let's see it. husband was being very uh, wordy. Yeah, Jada wants to show y'all a clip and we're going to see if it plays because I don't know. Um, we'll see. Let's go. And are you sharing the sound? You're going to have to share the sound. 
So while she's getting that together, um, we just want to let y'all know, like this, there was so much going on um, in this movie that again, it started not to really deal with the the fact of passing, but um, it seemed like they both became envious of each other. Um, the one passing for white full time wanted to come back home. <laughs> Sam, go ahead. I believe the same thing because okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. So to this person that's in our chat um, saying rude and ridiculous things, let me be clear. We don't do that here. Um, women should keep their mouths closed and their legs open. We don't do that here. Um, and you're going to be blocked. Um, but yeah, so I just, I, girl, um, it's, it's very interesting to me um, that we we can't have a, a real discussion without you know people coming in to try to disrupt so we're going to keep that to a minimum um but jada is your clip ready yet or are we going to keep going okay let's see what you got do you hear what john called me Reed? oh claire please no hold on Oh, it's silly. When we were first married, this woman was as white as a lily. But as the years go by, she seems to be getting darker and darker. So I told her, if you don't look out, you'll wake up one morning and find that you turn into a nigger. <laughs> yeah, she's been nig ever since. <laughs> all these years, what would it matter if you found out that I was one or two percent colored, hmm? Well, you can turn as black as you please as far as I'm concerned. I know you're not colored. Mm. No. So you dislike Negroes, Mr. Bellew? No, 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 not at all. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> but not as much as Nick does. For all she's trying to turn into one. And she won't have them near her. Not even as a maid. Isn't that true? Have you ever known any Negroes? No, no, no. But I do know people who know them. And I read about them in the papers, of course. Terrible news. Robbing, killing. It's sad, really. John, Reini doesn't want to hear about your pet perversions. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bore you, Mrs. Redfield. <laughs> y'all should see y'all's faces right now. Um, okay. Her nickname is Nig. Because she won't even have black people around her. She hates them as much as he does. Samuel? It shows. She's trying to disassociate herself from being black because she laughs at the joke. It's not funny. It's not funny. Not funny that he's calling you. Um, um, you know you can fill in the rest. Just as a joke. It's a, as a joke because because she's getting darker. You know she might turn into her. You know fill in the rest. So 
it's not. It's but not. did you hear what he said? He said, well, it doesn't matter. She could turn as dark as she is. She, mm -hmm. she wants to. I, I know, know she's I know not, she not colored. colored. Mm. It was it was it was just very bizarre. Um, and homegirl did want to get up out of there real quick before he found her out because he ain't never known no Negroes. He know people who know them, and you know they're violent. Yeah, they're violent. And they steal and kill and all that good stuff, or not so good stuff. Um, it, it's so I can see why she didn't want to be around him anymore. Um, she said he he said she won't even have one as as a maid. But as she began to come around Rini's house and. Uh, smell the good cooking of that zoo was doing in the kitchen. She's like, where you find her at? <laughs> I miss this type of food. I'm telling you, she was running away from her blackness because she knew that if she was surrounded by black people or in that black environment, she was going to want to come back to the life she was once living. Did you say that? Okay. Yeah, I did. Come on now. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, she... she <sighs> I had a really hard time with this. So it became less about her passing and her then coming to the black side of town more often. Yes. And everybody seemed to love her. Not only uh, did, uh, what's her name? Irene love her, like her. Um, her husband took a fancy to her. Her maid took a fancy to her. Her children took a fancy to her. All these people in this upper class circle started inviting her to places and taking a fancy to her. And so then we see this kind of um, how it started to affect Irene mentally as she began to be replaced right in front of her eyes uh, to this in this environment that she had well crafted, right? She had everything that she wanted, right? That's what they said. She had everything that she wanted, right? She said, I have everything that I want. Why, why would I continue to pass? Um, and then as this lady continued to come around, you see a deterioration of her mental health. Um, you see her start to have tremors. I don't know if that was happening before homegirl was coming, but it was starting to be more pronounced because we, you know, when you're anxious or you have anxiety about something, sometimes your, your stuff gets more pronounced. Um, and then we saw her trying to um, pull away and she started taking medication. She started staying in the bed a lot. So we see some some depression popping up. Um, and then she was gonna have a party and she intentionally didn't invite um, Claire to join, but Claire made it anyway. How did Claire get there? Her husband, husband, husband invited her. Her husband invited her. Oh my gosh. So while she was up there sleeping all day, her husband made an excuse for her not being invited and invited her there. Uh, Samuel, you have your hand up. And that's probably where the story started to shift from about passing into like this affair, love triangle, love story type movie, which I didn't like understand. I didn't come to see this movie to see some affair movie. I can watch what? Twilight Anything crap? else. <laughs> Anything I need else. To watch this movie for an affair and a love triangle. I wanted to watch this movie to hear about passing, not about her stealing her husband. I don't care about that. I'm sorry. I don't care about that. My my 
my my confusion was why he took a fancy to Claire if she was not owning her blackness. And, you know, he's all in my opinion, he seemed all about the people. So somebody who's not owning their blackness, you decide to take a fancy to that. He made it weird to me. He made it very clear that he was about the black people, about the people. She asked him, she's like, do you think she's pretty? He was like, no, I like my women darker. But then it's a fancy to Claire. You sure? You positive? Are you sure about that? Are you sure? (laughs) I mean, you know, as they were growing up, and I don't know if you guys heard that part. Let me, I'm going to try to find, um, uh, I'm going to try to find the Wikipedia of the movie real quick. Um, hmm. So there were some things that they were expressing to each other sitting on the bench that she said she admired Claire because she was always so outgoing and and pretty and whatever. Um, The other, so it says, Irene and Claire also discussed their past. Claire insists that she was jealous of Irene's dependable and moral attitude while Irene herself envied Claire's vivacious and free-spirited personality. Um, so she was just popular. Sounded like she was a popular girl, you know, the one that everybody gravitated to because she had this big personality. Um, and it seems like she carried that into her adulthood. Go ahead, Sam. But the big personality also seemed like they liked her for her, like for her whiteness. Cause she was, she was a, she always adapted into the white culture. So she, she talked like a white person. She acted like a white person. So she adopted but, that. But what's it acted like a white person? What does that mean? And we have, and I'm asking you this because there are people who will talk to black people and say that they're acting white. So I want to be clear when you're, when you're expressing that she's talking like a black person that we actually delve into that just a little bit so we explain ourselves just a little better so when you say somebody is acting like a white person because they do not have a monopoly on manners or um expressive language so when you say that she was talking like a white person what exactly are you expressing it's not that i'm saying like like that but i'm just saying um like that's how they thought she was mm-hmm. he was talking like and acting like i don't say i agree with that because there's no exact way a race acts but in the movie that's how they portrayed it as she was acting like a white person right. and that's how right. she integrated into white culture now let's talk about this this thing so um Mr. Bellew, the one that's uh, married to Claire, he happens to be walking. It looks, I don't know where they were walking at. It, it looked to me like they were in Harlem. Um, and when I say they, I'm talking about Irene and Felice. They were walking down the street and they encounter Mr. Bellew on the street. And she froze, right? She froze. Um, and she didn't even respond to him. Uh, with this, um, with her friend standing next to her, what what was that about, in your opinion? She got caught. She got caught embracing her blackness because she's black. So you know, when she when she saw him, 
she was dressed up as a white person. He he took it. He was like, oh, you know, I don't like black people. I'm so free to talk around my white peers. Hey, guys, you know? And then he sees her on the street. I don't believe, did he greet her at first? Like, he was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. yeah so. And then he was like, he was like, but wait, wait, wait a minute. He started putting the pieces together and she froze because of what he said. He's like, oh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't dislike black people. I hate them. So she's sitting here like, what's he about to do? And I think, and that's why she asked, uh, she asked Claire, she was like, what would you ever do if like your husband found out that you're, you know, you were black? Because if she's black and she came with her friend to meet uh, Claire's husband, then that means Irene, uh, Claire would have to be around black people because Irene is a black person. So if you mm-hmm. see Irene as a black person, when you thought she was a white person, then you have to put the pieces together. It's like, well, if she's black and she's hanging around my Claire, then that cleans claire must be black so he had to really like think about it and that ending i don't want to spoil the movie but the ending we gonna come to the ending in a minute um let's see uh, it says when out shopping with her friend felice who does not pass as white irene encounters john and john hurries away as he begins to realize the truth about his wife's racial background irene tries to warn claire but is unable to reach her by phone um and i think that um, and we're, we're seeing all the comments. Thank you all for uh, the comments. We are discussing the movie Passing on Netflix. Miss um, Faison says, uh, but Claire embraced Blackness with a gusto that Irene wouldn't. And, you know, it when she came back, when she dipped her toe in there, yeah, she was all in there. She was full throttle. She was making them men feel special. <laughs> she was going man to man. She was rubbing people's heads and, you know, smiling in their face and, you know, I don't know how they saw her. Um, they saw her did. as they saw her as Go a white ahead. lady. I, she came in as a white lady because she was talking to that one guy who was a white guy. I was surprised he was there. I'm like, what you doing in a black club? But he was talking to the white guy, and she was all like, "Oh, not everything's you know what they're seeing." And he he was like, looked at her. He's like, oh, "You would have never known because she came in as white." But when he took a closer look at her, he realized that Claire was black. And so, but do when, you think the black people thought she was white too? I. I don't know. I feel like she they fancy her because I they, thought they there were white people. A light skinned girl. No, because they there were white people up in the club. There were white people up in the club. His, him and his wife, and then supposedly Claire. But to me, and it, it was a, a fundraiser. Uh, Miss Exquisitive keeps saying in the chat. Um, but it was a fundraiser for this author or for the no no. It was for the the black Negro. What was it? What was it a fundraiser for? I can't really remember. Um, but yeah, so he was there, his wife was there, and then Claire was there. But my question is, do you think the other black folks in the room thought that she was a white lady? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Cause it was, it was very- They never unclear. said anything, right? It was, yeah, they never said anything. They were never specified it. It was very unclear if they thought she was a white person or not. And I don't really know if they knew. I don't, I don't, they, they didn't specify, so it's just guesswork. That's we can tell. I, I feel mean, like. Tell. Could they tell? Like, I mean, I feel I like they fancied her. I feel like they fancied her. My thought is they thought that she was white and they fancied her because of it. Because if you were black, in my opinion, if you were black on if you like gain the attention of a white woman it was like a prize because they're like the forbidden like you know can't can't cross that but would they come to that party though i don't know i i just think that it's very interesting i think i think it's very interesting because i think they knew she was like i think without a doubt they knew that she was she was a light-skinned black woman um however what i didn't like is that she went 
for her husband first. <laughs> okay, I didn't like that. I was like, oh, that was shady. Um, and she said, oh, be careful. He got two left feet. How about sit your behind down, let her go dance with somebody single. That's um, what I said. I was like, <laughs> several seats and back away from my man, please. I'm so, I, mean, I had a problem I, with that. Irene's too quiet. She's just over here. Oh, <laughs> he, he has two left feet. Somebody no, would have been catching from you. Somebody would have. We friends, but we ain't that. We ain't that. But that's yeah. where it started because she came to the house earlier that day, and they were talking. And it looked like they were very, very close. Yeah. Uh, in 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 uh, relation to where they were. What's y'all talking about? They were whispering in each other's ears. And then they go to the dance, and then she sends them to play what uh, together? What was the the some card game or something that she sent them off by themselves? And I'm like, I'm like, uh, no. Now I'm not no jealous woman. I really am not, you know, like, but I'm I'm not gonna keep sending my my husband with, with one of my friends. Like that would be weird. Um, and I'm not even sure my friends would go without me. I don't know. Exquisitive can answer in the chat, but uh, I don't know if they would go without me. They might, uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't go with. The, I wouldn't feel comfortable going without them with their husband either. Right. So it it was just a lot of little things that she was doing and grabbing his hand. I. I but then did you notice how she was sitting in that, that booth and she grabbed her hand too? It was really bizarre. Like, I, I'm not sure. I like, didn't. It seemed like she was envious uh, of her and she just thought she was the most beautiful thing and she just wanted to be in close contact with her, wanted to touch her. It was really bizarre. I, I don't know. I, it was also, I think they were outside and like, um, what's her name? Uh, Claire was in like the sunlight, but the angle they had you was just like, Irene was just admiring her. And like, I was just like, like she has like this fascination for how beautiful she is. Like, I don't know. What did was, she do to weird. her leg? It's did y'all notice that? Did no. y'all pick up on what she did with her leg? No. She I, covered I, it. When they were sitting in the sun, she covered her leg up. Yeah. So she they wouldn't dark She was yeah. protecting her. Yeah. She and she was leg. just basking in the sun and she came and covered her leg because her husband said she'd be getting darker. Um, I just thought that was weird. Sam, what was you what were you saying? It's, I, I I was just agreeing with you. It, it was just so it, it got so weird in the second half of the movie. I'm like, what type of movie is this? Is this a rape <laughs> movie or is this a love affair? I, I don't know. A drama. I don't know. I feel like it still was passing. The message kind of got blurry, but I feel like it was still them thinking the grass is greener on the other side. And they mm. still, they wanted to beat each other almost, but not. So that's kind of where the clashing came in. And I don't know. I feel like- um, But was it one-sided clashing though? Because I don't think that Claire ever even paid attention to her. <laughs> no. She might've been like giving, giving- She sure home. was paying attention to her husband. I know that. The whole movie, I was like, girl- she needed, if, she if needed I was Irene, a black man. She needed a black man, but like you could choose her to feel black. Like that's where I see that's my best friend in the chat. Yep, she ain't doing it, and we're not we're not doing that. Uh, but go ahead. <laughs> um, it's it's just weird, y'all. It just is so weird. Um, that Claire was just. I'm I'm going to embrace this full heartedly, and I'm. It, it kind of, and I don't know if y'all have seen the, the movie Single White Female, but it kind of gave me that vibe where I want to be you. 
there's something about you. I want to trade places with you because you have it better. Just like you said, Melissa, the grass is greener on the other side. So uh, we got about uh, 10 minutes, 10 minutes uh, to go, um, maybe nine now or eight. But um, let's get to the ending because the ending, I was just like, mm, I don't like this. <laughs> so they're at a, a party. Um, first of all, they had to walk up several flights of stairs to get there. Um, because there was no elevator and Claire and the husband left her behind. So she started feeling some type of way, you know, like her anxiety started getting the better of her as she's descending up these stairs or ascending. I don't know. Um, but as she's going up the stairs, you begin to see her kind of starting to unravel a bit. Um, and then they get up into this suite. I believe it's Felice's house. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but I think it's Felice's house and they go in and she's kind of just sitting by herself on the couch and she's listening to everybody around her say these beautiful things or positive things about Claire, if I'm if I'm recalling correctly. Um, and then she now is Claire at this point sitting by or standing by her husband? I can't remember. Yeah, they were they sitting were side by side. And so she's sitting on the couch and she's looking at them um, as they're continuing to talk and nobody's really paying attention to her. So she gets up and she walks over to this window. Now, I didn't realize that it was a floor to ceiling window. It, it appeared after the fact, but she walks over to this window and she opens it. Mind you, it's snowing outside um, and she just opens it kind of casually and she starts to smoke a cigarette. During this time, uh, a visitor comes to the door and he's insistent upon being let in. Um, we later find out that that is Mr. Bellu, Bellu, or however you say his doggone name, and he's looking for his wife. And it becomes to, it, it, it kind of uh, unravels pretty quickly. He's trying to get in. They're telling him, Your wife is not here. We don't know you. We don't know what you're talking about because basically the woman that's here, this is a black woman. Like, why would you be here? coming for this black woman, right? Um, and he insists on being let in and he gets in and he calls her a liar. And then he lunges for her in scene. Well, as he's lunging for her, you see, uh, what's her name? Uh, Irene. Irene, Irene. Kind of pull, pull her, like, it's like she was trying to protect her in my mind. Um, you see her kind of push, pull her to the side. And then, Everybody's standing there. They run down the stairs. She's on the ground in scene. Um, what happened? Uh, in open ended, like she could have jumped because she was backing up before when he was when he was getting close to her. He could have pushed her. The husband could have pushed Claire or Irene could have pushed her. So my mom said, Miss Lorene, hi, Miss Lorene. My mother said that um, she was smirking. I, because it's- I don't, me, I, I didn't see this. that. Who said that? Somebody Someone said, that. In the book. said It that? says it in the book. A faint oh. smile on her full red lips and in her shining eyes as she fell. So it says that in the book. So- okay. Whoa. Okay, so it was either, because I didn't see that. So she either jumped. I, I, I don't know, but for some reason, I suspect that uh, Irene pushed her. But I, I don't know, because, like, she looked like she was trying to get out of the way, but then everything required, she looked at herself like, I'm like, 
I I feel like she pushed her. I don't think the husband pushed her. I I I don't know, man. man. Melissa, what okay. she <laughs> So she Claire hears her husband's voice. She heard her husband's voice and she walked towards the window. She walked to the window and she, I, I, yeah, someone in the chat said she was smirking. Yeah, I saw her smirking. So I don't, she walked towards the window as she heard her husband's voice, as everyone's trying to figure out what's happening. She hears her mm-hmm. husband's voice. She knows her husband's voice and she's the one who walks towards the window. And when did I, she walk towards the window or did she walk towards her friend and I her husband? You know, because I believe you did make the statement, why did she open the window? We were like, oh, she was just smoking. Smoking. Was that really the only reason she opened the window? I don't know. I mean, there's, they left a lot of stuff to be inferred upon, right? Um, I was confused. I was confused because I thought, if in my first mind, I'm like, she accidentally, by pushing her to the side, she falls out of this floor to ceiling window because I didn't realize it was a floor to ceiling window. Um, but I think because she was so jealous, anything could have happened. Um, I even in them talking to the law to the law enforcement officers, nobody ever pointed the finger at her husband. Nobody. What was that about? If he did it, first of all, he probably wasn't supposed to be there. But if he did it, why didn't they say he did it? I thought they did say he did it. And the police were like, did you really? I don't think. I don't. Because, you know, back then, you don't believe black people. But, like, you know, like, I thought it was like the police didn't believe them. Like, in a way. He's one of us. What are you talking about? Like, I don't know. I mean, I I agree. I agree with um, the last couple. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, that was me. Um, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stop doing that. I think that this is exactly what the movie wanted to do. They really wanted us to keep talking after it was over because there wasn't a lot of content in it. And I was just like, maybe I should read the book and we should come through um, after we read the book because it was just like, what the hell is happening? And maybe they were trying to fit too much in such a little time that they left a lot of context out. But I, I just was like, because uh, I was watching it with Brandon um, and he left for a minute. He was like, how was the movie? I was like, I hated it. I mean, if I could be honest, um, because I was just like, I didn't like the ending. I don't know what that was about. Um, but, you know, to each his own, I guess. But it was not so much more about passing than coming back for acceptance, coming back to a community that, you know, would embrace you with open arms. Um, it seemed like her life was really cold. Um, even in trying to put up the front because um, I was looking at another documentary on passing and they said they would have to leave everybody, their families and and everything to continue with this lie of them being someone else. So I think that her life was unfulfilled until she came back to the community and and she got to see, you know, the vibrance, the joy, um, the love, the support, and she wanted to come back to that. So Um, I think that that's what it turned into, aside from the love triangle, um, that she just missed home and she wanted to come back home. So that's just my opinion. And uh, yeah, the movie was so unenjoyable to me. I didn't even care who done it. (laughs) I feel you. I understand. 
So with that, y'all, we got about 30 seconds. We want to thank you for uh, joining in on the conversation. We were talking about passing that you can view on Netflix. Yeah, we told you to end it, but it's been out since November. And if you hadn't seen it, go ahead and check it out now. Um, we would like to invite you back next week at four o'clock where we will have another uh, rambunctious topic. Yes, sir. You got your hand up. What you saying? If you already heard this and you're not interested, go ahead and don't watch it. Don't, wa don't waste your time. I'm sorry. Don't waste your time. I say waste your time. It was entertaining. It was just the it, whole. It, wasn't, it, it was wasn't. entertaining. There was some, it was, there was some it was messages weird. for the people who. I mean, we didn't live during that time, so we don't know. And I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you should still watch it, even if you hate it. Even I watched the clip. I like mystery. I like mystery within watch like movies, so I could be like, I like putting pieces together. I like, yeah. I like that type of stuff, and no, I like romance. I'm, I'm with, I'm Drama. with Sammy. Watch uh, a Sherlock Holmes movie. I'm sorry. No, and actually, I have. <laughs> this movie, so had, there was meaning to it. There was some meaning to it. There was some meaning. Yeah. To it. Okay. All right. Well, me and Sam disagree. To, we agree to disagree on this one. Um, we would give it, I give it a thumbs down. Sam Sam gives it a thumbs down. Jada has a, a side, Melissa's side, Anaya's side. Oh, they, they open-minded. Okay, got it. Uh, so anyway, we will be back next week right here on Facebook and Insta, oh, not Instagram, good Lord, YouTube uh, at four o'clock with another discussion. We hope that you will join us. In the coming weeks, we will be inviting you to be our special guest co-host. So stay on the lookout for that. Um, we are in the process of updating our t-shirts. I know our first season, we had all girls. Now we have kind of like a mixed bag. So we're going to incorporate Sam uh, and them into the design and release those shirts. So be on the lookout for that. And with that, we're going to hit you with the wave. We will see you back here next week right here on Facebook and YouTube at 4 o'clock. Take care.